My name is Mark Copes. I'm Andrew Baxter. And this is... Hey Copes, how's it going? I'm alive. Alive and thriving in this um, introverted, isolated world. It has not changed. It's not changed. No. Not much is going on here either. Uh. <laughs> I can, um, like we go out every, every now and then and my new, like, I'm, I might have joked about this like on, on the Facebook, but my new hobby is literally checking the mail. I check it like when we go out in the morning before we go for a walk and then when we get back, just in case the postman's been, and then at lunchtime when you start for lunch, check it again. And at the end of the day, you check because it may have come in the Arvo. There's more time like before i'd check it once a fortnight so i'm gonna say it's i don't know what four times a day instead of one every 14 days it's a lot more and i've made things slightly more exaggerated because i actually um order i've staggered online purchases of things i want so that i've got things to look forward to coming in the mail so i've got like half a dozen things that that have been wanting for like a couple of months now they're still a bit delayed but i'd put an order in this today because i haven't ordered anything in a week and so it's who knows what will come first i i found why um why puppies are so excited or dogs in general are so excited to see you when you get home (laughs) because in the day i'm the only person in the house and i get lonely and bored and then as soon as anything happens, I'm running to that, whichever door person, yeah. R- run to the door just, just to check what's going on. And then people, whoever's going, is like, hi. How's your day been? Oh, it's what's going on? I'm just here to have a cup of tea. <laughs> I read that in a book somewhere that we should all strive to be more like dogs. Like we should get excited when someone comes home. We should leap at the chance to go in the car and, and yeah. just things like be best friends. Uh, see, are you in lockdown at the moment? We've never been in it. And like somehow things are being raised at the moment. So we're allowed in groups of 10 again, still like social distancing, but like uh, they're starting to think, I think we get announcements tomorrow. They're starting to, I think, plan on opening like, I don't know, restaurants with limited people and stuff like that. So it's kind of progressing pretty quickly. Yeah. There's been a, it's it's been interesting watching. um, uh, As we said before, this is, there's nothing like this has ever happened before. So it's interesting seeing that, um, no, what happened on Thursday? So this weekend is a bank holiday weekend. It was yesterday was a bank holiday. Not much happened apart from um, I didn't sit at this desk. Uh, but there was lots of uh, rumors going around on Thursday about how, there being less less of a lockdown on Monday. But it's interesting. I found this out from reading newspaper headlines on the BBC website, and the reason I didn't give them much time to consider was because. Well, I haven't heard any of this on, on throughout the entire BBC website navigating to that page. So it's interesting seeing how the news cycle is now really struggling to do anything. And they're just like, let's just make stuff up. Like, on Monday, you're <laughs> yeah. allowed to go outside. Um, and then you're wondering, who came up with this? Who who sat in an office somewhere and just went, let's write this and this. And then, then of course, they go and ask uh, the government or whatever at the daily briefing. And then they're, they're just, their response is, no, nope, we haven't said that. So we'll <laughs> see what's going on. But uh, it's uh-huh. it is it, it, it's sunny. It's hot out there. We're still allowed out for one exercise a day, so I made the most of it today and tried to go for a, a half marathon. And <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> oh yeah, you mentioned that when you were coming on. It's um, I mean, Baxter, one one outing a day doesn't mean you can be out for twenty four hours. I've been out for one <laughs> exercise a day. They never said they specifically never set a time limit and just said it depends on the individual. A couple of weeks I'm ago, running an ultra marathon. Yeah, what are you, well, you going to do? A couple of weeks ago, I did run a marathon. Um, took me most of the day. It's not, but it was today. It was jeez, oh, it was so hot. Um, it's all right to start off with, but um, I was trying to do make a you know get a good time, and I was doing all the roads, so I wouldn't have to struggle on some off road traily bits. And it, it went really well. But I'm look, doing the last five k or so about water. I've been a mess since i had to have two showers because I, I got home just in time to text you to say by the way i might be late i need to go have a shower had a shower got out of shower and then i sat on the bed kind of feeling sorry for myself and then realized i was still sweating so i had to go have a second shower if anyone listening is wants to know the dedication that half of the team here is putting in <laughs> it's that <laughs> i just had takeaway and i had two plates <laughs> and I didn't need to eat at all, but 
it was there, it's, so it's, I ate it all. So you have to eat all, right? Yeah. Finished off the the left the rest of the port that was in the cask, and then um, wrote some notes. So like you know, half of us is carrying the team, and half of us is like, you know, off Galavan, just achieving <laughs> Olympic feats. <laughs> I can't believe you just finished half. I've, I don't even know. I wouldn't be alive if I just finished that. I don't, I, in fact, let's cut that whole bit out. <laughs> Everyone listening, you won't believe that both of us just got back from a half marathon. <laughs> I've been sweating bullets. I've had two showers. Blimey, I'm still hot. Haven't had water. What uh, other symptoms you got? Because I got the same. Uh, What's yours? I'm sorry. I think I'm coughing up blood. Um, not really. That well, that didn't that <laughs> didn't happen. So that's good. I called your bluff there. No. I also then just before I called you the first time, managed to spill an entire glass all over my mouse pad. Um, so that was fun. <sighs> so yeah, it's, and and then my and then my computer died. So we're we're we are well over budget for our technical difficulties today <laughs> yeah we've we've hit it and both of our computers are on that like they're in they've retired they're like they're in the paddock and it's it's only a matter of time before we're like they're they're dog food but they're hanging in there they're, they're very much a one you know two days away from retirement that kind of being sent into the uh, hostage situation yeah but they're still there so yeah it's 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 the weird thing is that i mean this is all relative so when i was struggling today it would have been just a normal day in perth but also the weird the weirder thing about this is i'm just i'm there getting it's getting really hot and i'm going god the global warming sucks like this is it's only early spring why why is it so hot all the time it's been hot like this for months and then i was like wait no it's it's may now so that's very much late spring not early spring just because nothing's happened <laughs> the months are passing very quickly i i'm I guessing it's the similar for you but the although it's autumn but for me the spring things that i do all those events i go and do in spring have all been cancelled and not happening so i just it doesn't feel like i'm just waiting for spring to happen but then we're going oh god it's hot yeah and i don't think we didn't really like uh yeah like it went from being very hot and now it's quite cold like i'm in thermals now because we we didn't go outside in that perfect period of like not being too hot not being too cold we didn't get to really experience it so it's just gone from like the one extreme to the other i was like oh shit yeah, bit of a bummer. There's no sport, but it's it's really weird how the time's just going because because every day is just the same. You know, all days blur into one. They're all just the same as the last one. I, I, I'm losing sense. Travel track of time and going mad. It, it's Saturday, so right? Yeah, it's Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. Yeah. It's very interesting. I mean, everyone's everyone's gone through their own thing. Yeah. It looks like a, a more new normal. Like it's kind of it's definitely normalized. That's for sure. I can't remember when it felt normal to just go out. I'm I'm craving like I want like I love routine and I only just got my like a routine at the gym started <laughs> and I was so excited I was like oh this feels good I'm like one of these people now and then all of a sudden it closes like ah oh, it felt so good to have so I don't know that'd be cool when they open again just to like have something to leave the house to to exercise or something swimming pools I remember them a bit wild until I'm going back into one of them. Well, apparently ours are going to be open up, so it'll probably will be by the time this goes out. But, but they're just a big petri dish. <laughs> well, that's what. But is the chlorine? Are they saying like the chlorine? Chlorine will kill it. I guess yes, chlorine. But I don't know. It kills a lot of stuff, but it doesn't kill boogers necessarily. No, but I guess if you know if soap kills the virus, then why can't whatever they put in swimming pools kill it? It just doesn't. I mean, I try not to think like I grew up like in a swimming club and, you know, had had no two thoughts about like I'd rather go in a pool than than the ocean any day of the week. But I don't like to think about things too much and it's gotten me through this far. But when I start to think about it, I regret, you know, all those decisions. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure it's fine. I just it's when I've been going for a long swim and then afterwards you feel like you're breathing chlorine. You go, I probably inhaled a lot of. (laughs) fluid yeah it's fine it's healthy i can't can't remember the whole year when i was 16 but that's fine (laughs) there shouldn't be a problem um i I watched the the earl gray video before uh, sorry not earl gray cgp gray cgp gray video the resolutions one um on the last episode we spoke about CTB Gray's video. What was oh, I, can't, I should remember the name. It's written down somewhere. Yeah, it's actually called Your Theme. Your no, theme. Because I looked it up. I put I put the words in that you mentioned and it came up with your theme. Interestingly, though, I found out he's obviously put a video up recently. I haven't watched it yet, but it's about, I don't know, isolation and something about spaceships or something. And like the top rated comment is like when 
CGP Grey releases a video and it's still relevant. <laughs> it's like it just got roasted because apparently it takes them a while to make oh, them. Yeah. All, all the cool kids leave it, release their stuff after it's relevant. The only reason we're still relevant is because the lockdowns been going on for so long. Yeah, but it was a uh, it was a good because basically that was about saying how he was setting he likes setting themes and theme is like a more overarching goal and it narrows down to like I don't know resolutions and metrics and systems and that but the theme is the overall thing and i kind of like that he had this little avatar of this theme bot and he says like the theme bot helps you like choose your path and it either goes more towards what you want or or away from what you want and i kind of i like that especially towards the end he says it's like instead of having a, a year theme you can also have a season theme and the good thing about a season theme is it's uh, quite finite. So, like, you haven't got 12 months to, like, dilly-dally. You've got to get started and because you've only got three months to get it done. So I kind of uh, – it was a cool video to watch. I kind of liked it. I, I like how it's pointing out the – in a way, it's kind of an obvious thing, but you don't – when you tend to make um, – when you tend to think of re- New Year's resolutions, you tend to think of a – I'm going to stop this or I'm going to start doing this. And it's – Breaking it down into more of a, well, instead of doing that, why don't you just, when you've got a choice between two options, take the one that's you know, more active or more learning or something. Mm-hmm. And then, then you can start trying to develop habits and then habits are good for you because then habits you manage to keep. Whereas if you just say, I'm going to go to the gym every day or keep it up for about three days and then uh, I'm tired and bored. It's a, it's a much healthier way to go about setting yourself goals and ambitions is to, instead of uh, setting yourself a very finite goal, just saying more, I'm going to be healthier for this year. So when I have a choice of two things, I'm going to do the healthier option. And then you might not end up the healthiest you could have been uh, of mm-hmm. all the different possibilities. You won't have the healthiest, but you'll end up in the towards that way more than you would if you hadn't, hadn't made that decision. And I think it, like I remember hearing someone say, it's like if you can categorize yourself as a person, I guess this is something to do with the theme as well. Like if you say that your theme is, I don't know, like you said, healthy. And then when you make decisions, you say like, I'm a healthy person. So is this thing that I'm about to do what a healthy person does? And it's either going to be yes or leaning towards no. And so it kind of kind of helps you reconsider everything. I kind of like it. And it could be things like, should I go out for a run? I, don't, I feel quite tired. But then you go, well, which is the option that would be better? Yeah. One way I like to um, sometimes think about it, and it helps some of the time, is to think what, in a week, in a week's time, what would I look back on and wish I'd decided? And usually, it turns into things like I would rather I had gone out for a run. I would like to finish that second plate of takeaway. Yeah, finish the yeah. second plate. Oh, I've got curry waiting for me after this. I made samosas last night. Oh, oh. oh we had samosas too. We didn't make them, but wow, I can't believe we were having the same meal. Anyway, <laughs> making samosas is uh, it's tedious, but uh, it's good fun. I forgot what I was saying because you spoke, mentioned food, and I thought about food. <laughs> Wait. Um, oh, yeah, so there's a difference between yeah. when you come to um, exercise because you need to, especially if you're doing a lot of running, you need to avoid injury, which means that when I went out for a run on uh, Thursday lunch Thursday lunchtime, uh, I didn't get very far until I was like, you know what, my hamstring really hurts, um, and I decided to just stop and uh, did something else instead. And I don't regret that decision because I went out and I tried and it hurt and I stopped, so I didn't injure myself, but I also didn't. Just sit there going, oh, food. So sometimes giving yourself a bit of distance either helps you make a decision. In that case, I'm there saying, would I rather I had gone for the run? And the answer is yes, because when I go for a run next week, I don't want to be there going, oh, I'm so unhealthy. But also, uh, it can it can also like, it can also just give you some perspective on how big that decision is. Because sometimes you'd be like, should I have the ice cream or shouldn't I have the ice cream? And then you think to yourself, in a week's time, are you really going to care? And sometimes the answer is yes, because you shouldn't really eat a pint of ice cream in one go. But also sometimes the answer is, ah, live once. That's right. A pint of ice cream. But uh, if anyone listening watched the video or has any thoughts about it, we would love to hear your views. Speaking of which, that's a perfect segue because lo and behold, we've done something in the last month. And we have a place where they can go now. And it's top secret, so top secret that we're going to tell you. <laughs> but it's, uh, we, we've, made a, we've made a Facebook group because we want to um, kind of get to know the people that are listening. And so it's, uh, I'm not sure. Sh- what do you think of the name of the group? I love it. Woof Woof Yum Yum Club. The Woof Woof Yum Yum Club. <laughs> I um, thought about that very last minute. I needed to come up with a name and... <laughs> What, what says pu- what says puppies? Well, I don't think about it. Well, 
brainstorm quick puppies work well, dude uh, you need something more more puppyish i know let's put it twice that's it and then put the yum twice um yeah, so that's it. Uh, if you go to the, actually, I'm going to make a, a URL for it. So if you go to puppiesandwatermelon.com forward slash club, uh, it'll send you to the Facebook group. Or you can just search through it on Facebook. However you like. I don't know. I think of it as a central point for talking about the show and also to ask us questions about the show or something you'd like to see on the show or hear. We're trying to make it more, because uh, it's quite hard sometimes to just like the page, the Facebook, the Puppies and Watermelon page itself is a bit of a, it's just a, a blank. Facebook is rubbish. It's not great. Yeah. When you're talking at something like that, it's like talking to a wall, but we want this to be a bit more of a homely, like a nice little lounge. You go and put your feet up, pour yourself a hot cup of cocoa. That's it. And because like, well, I guess what we're kind of saying is that we generally find that the people that are interested in the same thing. Like if you're still listening, you're probably interested. We're probably interested in the same thing. So it's kind of basically a filter for like becoming friends. So probably get to know you more. But yeah, like Facebook for, for pages, if people don't know, if they've never set up a page before, they're essentially traps for businesses who have to set up a page. And then they'll say, oh, you've got a thousand people following your page. Fantastic. We'll show your information to 2% of them. And you say, that's not enough. And they're like, that's not enough. Okay, you can pay us to show it to all the people who you've already got approval from. So it's kind of annoying, but groups is something that they want to push. And we feel too proud to pay Facebook to do that. So we don't. Well, no, it's just, it's the principle. It's like the people want to know. It's it's rotten. I hate it. It's the way it is. You can't complain. It's free. The page doesn't always share everything, but oh, are they happy to share with us how much they would, how much it would cost us to show it to everyone? Yeah, exactly. But on the group, go and have a, have a look around. Ask us a silly question or a serious question. See it coming for chat. Yes, that, that's a, I mean, a fun progression. We also got a couple more things. We got, um, I didn't actually know we weren't on this because I thought it would have populated automatically, but we're now actually on Spotify. So we um, submitted that and uh, tested it and it looks real pretty in on the Spotify apps looks pretty slick. It's amazing. Do you use it? It? Uh, I use it, but not for podcasts, but it's surprising how just putting it on Spotify, you go, Oh, it looks good on here. Yeah. So if you're, if you're on that, that platform and you enjoy listening that way, uh, give it a, give it a follow there. I didn't realize that like you, we, we just assumed that puppies and water, like it, we, it's a podcast. It's out there. Spotify will find it. No, it turns out you had. Uh, you did the actual legwork on it, so you know what more specifically what happened, had to happen. But Spotify seems to be gatekeeping a little bit. They're like, no, no, you need to tell us you want to be on here. We're not just going to. We're not going to come to you. It's, it's essentially the same system as iTunes, where you, which is Apple Podcasts now, where you basically just submit your RSS feed, which is created from your podcast host, and um, they auto-populate the stuff and you categorize it. And it's quite a simple step, which it's something they could easily do by scraping the internet or scraping like iTunes or something. But I guess they are, yeah, they want that exclusivity or something. Not sure, but that's good. It's on there. And the other thing was we were, we were chatting about. Yeah. Big news. Do do a drum roll. How long do I have to keep on doing this? I don't know. Do I wait for the break? <laughs> I haven't got anything to hit. <laughs> <laughs> don't hit. Your, don't hit your glass of juice. No, don't. Um, we're going to do a virtual lounge room tour because we can't actually go into anyone's lounge room anyway. And, <laughs> and we really miss going on a lounge room tour. Yeah. So we. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if it was in the episode or in the, in the cuts, but we wanted to. Um, yeah, we're well, just thinking of ways to um to to talk with people some more. And so part of the, the group is we're gonna try and find some people that are in there that want to record and hopefully have some people on. And and it it won't be anything like the other podcasts that have experts on and talk about their latest book or selling something. It'll literally just be like a friend having a chat, which I think would be more interesting. Unless you'd like to plug a book, we're still open to that. Well, yeah, shit. If you have a book, like congratulations, because that's a hell of an achievement. <laughs> I shouldn't shouldn't downplay that. We are not above <laughs> plugging a book to get someone on. But there are lots of things happening. So if you want to get involved, head to the Facebook group Woof Woof Yum Yum Club. Oh, t- 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 I tell you what, did you get in trouble after recording last time? <laughs> well, it's night time. So I went to a, I went to bed, but uh, I feel for you. I, I got in trouble uh, because yes, 
Ooh, we uh, we recorded for over three hours and we were drinking for all of them. Which, as you said, you, for you, you went to bed afterwards. Uh, I mean, I uh-huh. also went to bed, but it was what four in the afternoon then, um, and I still felt very ill. In fact, I was ill, Ooh. and well into the next day. <laughs> like three hours is is a long time. The the best bit about it was that when I was listening back to the edit and I'm hearing us say things the whole. Basically, the whole time we're there going, oh, this is probably going to be terrible, but there might be some good bits in it. No. <laughs> I think it was pretty much after the first hour, like you're drinking, and then about the hour mark, it hits, yep. and then it just gets sl- a bit sloppy after that. So, uh, yeah, what, 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 what would have been in the director's cut was uh, a lot of us shouting. Um, it got worse and worse and worse. Oh, my word, the outro took so much effort to get something just intelligible out of it. I'm pretty sure there was probably politics talk. Yeah, we spoke was about there? politics at one point. Um, sorry, that, Which that is was... like a no-no for episodes, yeah. It was, it was a meta conversation about politics. <laughs> it was so weird. And then listening back to it, I'm kind of like, I was just thinking, listening to it going, yeah, this is all going to get cut. Spin on. Like, oh, maybe that works. Keep No, cut. Uh, so it was a lot of fun doing that. And I'm sure we'll do it again. But oh, I think we need... We'll need to have a producer by that point just to like rein it back in and be like, hey guys, keep the topic. <laughs> That's it. Well, I'm glad uh, you got through relatively unscathed, but I don't even know. You probably didn't. No, probably I was still not well for quite a while. I guess I, I, I started feeling like you either notice the spinning or you like start to feel the sickness and you're like, it's a good place to stop. Usually you feel that when you stand up, but the problem was we weren't standing up, were we? That's true. That's true. I think I remember. I remember at some point being lying. I was lying on the floor, and I'm pretty sure that was after we'd finished recording. <laughs> lying on the floor of the kitchen. <laughs> in the kitchen. Day, yeah, day drinking. Well, you're a crowd favourite. It's it's fun from a distance, but whew. hey, can you help me? Last night, speaking of laying down and falling asleep, I um, we watched a belated Star Wars day, and so managed to convince Nat to watch an episode, which is a heroic, heroic deed. The, the problem is I'm not like, I've, I've seen all the films, but I start to find out what's going on. It's just like, there's bad guys, explosions. You can tell who's the good guy. You can tell who's the bad. You get the gist of it. Like it's not rocket science, but I did fall asleep before the action and I somehow got away with it. Like I didn't even, she didn't even know it. She was that entranced with the movie and she was like asking questions and I'd like wake up and like murmur something. And then she, she didn't know I was asleep for like the last hour of it. So I missed the whole last hour. We watched The Force Awakens. And so I can't really remember what happens. I woke up when um, something happened to Harrison Ford and I was like, oh yeah, that's what happened in this movie. And then fell back asleep. But I'm trying to admit, like, fill me in here. Harrison Ford and Leia. What's his name again? What do you mean? Han Solo. Who? Han Solo, that's the one. Han Solo and Leia, they're like a thing. Uh, at what? At the end of uh, The Last Jedi. No, is it not The Last Jedi? Return of the Jedi. Number six. At the end, end of Return of the Jedi, they they get together. But then by the time The Force uh-huh. Awakens, they're like a separated couple okay but they had a kid and he's the baddie he's the baddie and that's why they separated was because he went to the dark side and han blamed himself or something you said i'll tell you okay, what okay okay uh, these the, the uh i can't remember the name of the, f- the sequel trilogy they gave it a name but i can't remember what it was but anyway th- that trilogy makes a lot more sense when you watch them all in one go mm-hmm. when i first watched um the force awakens and the last jedi i i, I was a bit lost in it i was kind of going i don't really not sure what's going on i can't yeah hey, star wars yeah explosions lightsabers and then um <laughs> when we went to watch rise of skywalker we went to uh one of the marathons and watched the, the whole trilogy in one go and they're actually really good as long mm-hmm. as you're watching it all in one nine hour binge <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's all it takes. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly it all makes a lot more sense. You can keep track of the you know the characters and there's those are cool guys. So like, oh, that's really good. And oh, that, that's an interesting payoff they've got there. And then also knowing some other things when you look at it and you go, oh, look, Luke isn't leaving Skyprint. Uh, Luke isn't leaving Footprints. So there's some interesting little bits. And so I guess this, I mean, I don't think this is spoilers because it's been a while ago, but if, if you haven't, haven't heard this, I don't know, fast forward a couple of minutes. But Han Solo is killed by his son. Yes. And Luke Skywalker 
Who was who was when Darth Vader said, "I am your father." He said that to Luke Skywalker. Yes. So he's Luke's father. Yeah. Yes, that's that's yeah. But why did Han Solo's son in in the first one say "Granddad" to Darth Vader's? He's like grandfather. I let you down or something. He's talking like Darth Vader's helmet because his mother was Leia, who is Luke's sis, twin sister, who was Darth Vader's. Do, do, you do you do know that you have like two granddads, one on one side and one on the other? Yeah, I'm gonna have to write this down. It just didn't. Uh, it's trying to make sense. Right, look, it's 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 not about uh, his dad is Han Solo, <laughs> yes, but his granddad on the other side is Darth Vader or Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, the same same person. Okay, that's why he says that. Okay. That's why he's trying to keep up with him. But it, Han Solo is just just uh, he's just a I don't know. He's just there. Mm-hmm. Do you think there was ever like a moment where in in uh, in the Force Awakens, where like the baddie could have said like Han Solo, you are my father, and then killed him, like it'd be like the opposite. That would be pretty funny. <laughs> I, I can't wait to see to hear your uh, your pitch for a, a parody of Cope's director's cut. Cope's director's cut. It's, just, it's like all just callbacks and, and just stupid throwaway lines. Look, someone's a brother. There's an uncle there, <laughs> and they're all related. It's just a family drama. That's all it when is. When he has the bit where he, set, he talks to the Darth Vader's mask, it has a conveniently placed family tree next to it just so you can keep up. That, that's what we need. We need genealogy. Because I was probably getting confused with Game of Thrones because like, wasn't there an uncle that, no, wasn't there someone that like slept with an auntie or something? Well, there was, I forget. So, I don't the, know. The Stark family line is so weird and confusing. And, uh, and a part I'm pretty sure, I should probably say there's going to be some spoilers for Game of Thrones here, but I could not work out who Daenerys' parents were for a very long time. And also, when I did, I couldn't really work out why it was important. <laughs> but there's, I don't know, I still call the dwarf guy the dwarf guy. I don't know his name. So, like, I'm, I'm not good with that. There's an awful lot of facts. I think... Part of that might be because the show, the TV show itself wasn't very good at, like, uh, explain, fleshing out some of the... Uh, characters especially because they just mashed some of them together but i'm sure the book would have been just as confusing it's like trying to read lord of the rings and you have you read lord of the rings yes so you know that bit when you're reading lord of the rings and you're kind of going oh they're at a, at a feast of some kind and oh they're about to about to start singing and uh, how many pages is this four pages <laughs> yes, and, uh, i don't think this song's very important it's going to skip through it. Right, they sing a song um you know, J.R.R. Tolkien spends all that time making it rhyme and stuff and then he's there going i've written it in a different language and we're just going ah oh, it's <laughs> He invented a language. It's crazy. I did hear at one point that the reason that J.R.R. Tolkien wrote the Middle Earth um, series was just so that he could show off all these languages he's made up. Just made up a lot of languages. Oh, he's like, like, I need to write something about this. I know elves. I was reading this. I'm reading this book, like the biography of like the Inklings, which is a group of them that used to like critique each other. And they're like professors and, and stuff. But they, or one worked in a publishing house, but they're all about their poetry. And that's why there's so much poetry in Lord of the Rings. Like they just... Just loved it, and they wrote like would would uh, submit it to like publications. To I don't know this poetry world. Like apparently it's a big deal over there, or was in in old England, but I don't get it. I've all, I found that the poetry I had to study in school I was not infused by, and there's very little poetry that I am interested in. I don't know if that's just me, but like Cat in the Hat's pretty good. Like Seuss. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe this is just some that some poetry just isn't hasn't aged well. Like there's some classics, classic books out there that people that were very, very popular at the time, and now you read and go, ah, it's, it's not not great. It's a it depends how you read it, doesn't it? Some people don't want to read something and go, well, I thought the, the plot devices used there were very interesting. And some people just want to read it and kind of go, eh, boobs. <laughs> sometimes I'm one, sometimes I'm the other. I'm the other. You know, I'm, I'm a simple person of simple pleasures. One thing I'm disappointed about this isolation is that I really thought this was my chance to um, read all of Game of Thrones. Because even though The Lord of the Rings took me uh, like 13 months to read of reading no other book, it was a long, big long-term relationship reading that trilogy. But comparing Lord of the Rings to all of the Game of Thrones, it's only like the first book in mm. width. Like it's the spines of Game of Thrones is very large and it would take me probably a decade. But I really thought I'd have all this free time and I'd be able to just – and it'd be my thing that I did. I read Game of Thrones while I was at home. But – I haven't read any, and I think it might elude me still. Like, I'd love to have read it all before he releases the last book. I think that'd be cool 
to be like all up to date and he releases the new I think we've still got time but probably because at this rate I don't know when he's going to release it but the I, I haven't read the Game of Thrones books uh, maybe or no it is no Song of Fire and Ice isn't it I haven't read the books will I uh, podcast homework we both read books one and two by our next recording let's see what happens I think they're in the house somewhere I don't know my sister might have I'll tell you what you could you could put in the audio book and you'd listen to a book and a half marathon you'd be fine uh, the book is only two and a half hours long I'm going to guess it's probably longer <laughs> Harry Potter is also like nine hours long or something. Jesus, I couldn't imagine. Speaking of the uh, being productive in the in the lockdown, I've I've definitely suffered from that because when when, you, when this kind of thing happens, I go, oh, well, all my events, I've got, got no races to train for, and all these things are going on. This and that's cancelled. I, I know I'm going to run a lot, and I'm going to be in the gym a lot. You know, home gym a lot, and I'm going to be injury proof and. All these amazing things, and I spent a lot of time just sat on my ass watching Netflix. I mean, I've, I've watched all the community, which is great, but uh, that's about all I've achieved so far. Yeah, Netflix is awesome yeah. right now. It's like MVP of the house. There's so much stuff, but I would like to be. It took me so long to get the last episode edited, mainly because I had to listen to, you know, just edit out so much. But also, I, I'm just finding it hard to get in the. Like, it should be that I've got so much spare time now. I'm just like, well, do you know what? I'm going to do this at this time, this at this time. But it turns out I'm like, I'm getting barely anything done in the day. By the time I finish work, I want to be anywhere except at this desk, which I think is fair enough, unless I'm playing Factorio, in which point, <laughs> apparently, like a heroin addict, I can't get enough. It's weird how having all this spare time just means I'm not getting much done. Yeah, I thought Yeah, I thought I'd be um, more, more uh, capable myself. But then you just... Hey, I don't want to just wait on the Factorio. I did see this YouTube video and it looks like there's this game. Oh, I should know the name. This is a shame. But it's basically you build a factory system, but it's like uh, you're in like first person point of view in a 3D world and you build all these conveyor belts and to build these. It's It seems like a, a logistical thing, but like imagine crossed it with Minecraft. Like you're building, like you're exploring valleys and you build it in this um, I could probably find it online. If you find it, I will lose so much more time. Let me just find it. I want to hear your reaction. Oh, it's on the YouTube history, which because there's going to be so many things on the end. I don't know what. Uh, I found a lot. I've been watching a lot of old cricket videos. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I feel sorry for is sports commentators. Man, have they got nothing to talk about. I saw a news article where they they had a whole news article for reputable um new source here and it was all about um a comment that someone made on a female reporter's comment on another page like it was just like a i guess a troll not even a good troll it was just a just a comment and it was um blown out to be a whole article and i was like man they're really struggling for news when no sport is playing at all i think what i found mostly about um my productivity in the lockdown is that it's fluctuating a lot more than it used to, which I guess is a big disruption. That kind of makes sense that it's going to take time to settle down, but I have been really productive at times and then really unproductive. And this has gone into my work as well, where I can get to, get to the end of a tired day and go, wow, I really didn't get much done. And then other days I'll be like, oh, I've got so much done in the last half hour. And I think that's might just come down to the change in, uh, change in routine. And that's, reflecting there but it's just a bit hard to get into the right zone and also it's not helping that i'm doing everything in one place the game is called satisfactory by the satisfactory by the way. i'll tell you what it looks a lot like factorio but um do you know who makes it coffee stain studio satisfactorygame.com uh, oh it's early access factorio is early access <laughs> oh it ticks that box <laughs> i'm loving this i really hope my machine can run it also this is an outstanding trailer how pretty does it look? Question is, has he bought it already? Oh, it's... Oh. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time I bought something on the podcast, would it? I tell you what, how... I know we've mentioned this before, but how good is, like, when you get... Just get some video and then you just put some music over it. Like, it makes it just... Ooh. It's just what you... Um, yeah, it's like ketchup and mayo. It just knows what to do. Ketchup and mayo. Like, welcome. It's two horrible things. Or ketchup and no, butter? Just, just, and ketchup just, and just mustard? Ketchup. Mustard, Onion mustard and, and chili sauce. Oh, no, cheddar and cayenne pepper chili sauce. Oh, I come up like, where are you going to find that? On my pizza? You're going to be the hot dog stand. Nope. No, when I go and get pizza, when I go to, when I go and get pizza and I get Frank's hot sauce. Oh, 
You know, like normally... Frank's at the back going, licking his lips yeah. going, good luck, boy. Because the problem is that normally I'm pretty bad for uh, coming up with stupid urges to go and get food and then go and buy them. But right now I'm like, I'm having to like stack them all up. And the pizza one was pretty early on. So this pizza is going to, it's going to be a lot of cheese and a lot of hot sauce. So I tell you what, this game looks really, really good. And I definitely recommend people check it out. Is Factorio, like, does it satisfy an itch that's similar to like a a tycoon game or a sim game, like Sim Tower or Sim City? Or or is it a different kind of, like, is it organization as well? Like, what's the catch? It's both. (laughs) It's like, you know what, how about we just give you a load of really small things to do and you can just go and do whatever, you know, just go and get on with it. And then if it's working, it's a little thing to work out and you're there trying to work out how to fit this there about around the thing and then suddenly you kind of go oh yeah i was meant to go and finish off my stone walls so then you go and start doing them and then whilst you're doing them you're kind of remembering hang on i was meant to be sorting that mine out half an hour ago and let's just say i've got another i started up another game recently i've got 10 hours on it already and i'm i'm still going i am I, it must be I good i think i'm almost finished on factorio though because i've got one achievement left again that just means i need to make another 10 million green circuits and then i'm done cookies you had to you had to link it to cookie clicker and now i feel dirty i've uh because we were talking about um i guess things we've been doing and not like things we haven't been doing i we haven't been reading game of thrones but i've been i go down these rabbit holes and i get transfixed with it and i just need to know everything about it and it consumes like just my head for like the weekends, weeks, whatever. And it's like when I got the Raspberry Pi, I was like, oh, just looking at Raspberry Pi stuff for, for the whole time. And uh, a similar rabbit hole when I started learning about D&D and just like wanted to learn all about it and then how it operates. And I was reading, have you read this book called Big Magic? Big Magic? Yeah. No, I've, I've not heard of this book. I would recommend if anyone's like in the... It's got some kind of creative brain. That creative word is very loose. It just means that like, I don't know, you want to do something. And it turns out it's like, I heard a bit about this book and I managed to see it in the, turns out libraries are cool. You can rent out books for free on, on your iPad as well, or like rent out PDFs, which is cool. But so I was reading it and it's written by the lady that does Eat, Pray, Love, which is not a good, I don't think, starting point to to base the book off because could be a really good book i've never read it <laughs> if it is like a yeah it probably is but just uh i don't think i'll be ready anytime soon but this book's like kind of a non-fiction it's just about um i guess how you spend your time and and a lot that i got from it was just that we are all pretty scared of being judged about doing something so like we have this idea, we want to do this thing, but we kind of get, we get the feeling, ah, oh, it's silly. Like, uh, you know, I don't want my friends to find out I'm doing this or like, oh, it'd be embarrassing when I show someone because it's not as good as I want it to be or something like that. And she pretty much just says like, uh, things like you, you just follow your curiosity and like if something interests you and you want to read the hell out of it then you just read the hell of it and who knows where it'll lead to like it could lead to something fun and i've been like fascinated with i'm reading the histories this is where where it's got to like currently i've just finished this massive tome this huge book it's the history of role-playing games in the 1970s and now i'm up to the 1980s which is like it sounds like the most boringest thing ever, but it's absolutely fascinating. Like these games came from originally war games, which are like people that played with figurines and had little battles on on tables and, and Games Workshop, which is now the people that make this slightly massive game called Warhammer. They originally started out as the UK distributors for Dungeons and Dragons, which was the first ever uh, role-playing game. But I guess it started also as a, as a, um, as a war game, but reading about these histories, like some, it was just all started from people that made a thing, photocopied it, went to a convention, they'd printed like hundred copies and that's all that exists in the world. And there's stories about a warehouse that they had the rights for this, uh, this RPG system. There's a lot more. It's not just Dungeons and Dragons. There's hundreds of the bastards and the warehouse got hit by a hurricane which meant all the documents disappeared. So like the whole, all the stock of this rule book and all the things that they were working on for the next one 
just got wiped out. And so the um, the whole line, they lost the license rights after three years and it, and it went back, but all the work just disappeared. So imagine if someone was making like Factorio and then uh, because there was strong winds, it no longer exists. Like it, it just, they just didn't have backups then. Sounds like you're leading and- to an ad for Backblaze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of backups, have you, have, you, have you backed up your hard drive? Speaking of today's sponsor. Um, I just thought, and there's this other one I was reading where it's like talking about, we, we found this book, um, some friends and I, and when we were in, in the secondhand bookstop in New Zealand, of all places, and it's this book, I've got it right here actually, where is it? It's called The Chasm of Doom. And... Well, fascinated. I was extremely fascinated. I'm not sure if like my friends were actually fascinated, but it's a choose your own adventure book, but it's got character sheets in there so that you mark stats and you collect items. And so it's basically a combination between a choose your own adventure and something like Dungeons and Dragons. So you build your character, they make choices and then you're in battles and you roll your dice and, and do you win, do you lose? How does it affect your health? And these people wrote these books and they carry over into the rest of the series. So you make this one character and you can go through different books and build up your character and then um, uh, I guess collect different items along the way. And that item that you read in book one might come in handy in book seven. Yeah. Pretty just completely boring stuff, but fascinated the hell out of me. And these guys, the guys that wrote these books released like uh, these memos that went out to their prospective writers. And they only just recently found the guides that they were sending out to people. And it's just like a bunch of memorandums like, hey, guys, I know we were doing this thing in our first few books. We're no longer doing it now. If you could send us through outlines of the magic spells you're using so that we can all use the same magic spells going forward. Cause, and they're all posting these letters to each other. But these, these guides, eventually the, the master copy that they were photocopying from, I guess, got so tattered that they couldn't use it anymore. And whether it happened or not, over 20 years, it just hasn't existed in the world. And then recently, with one of the founders passing away, they just went through all these piles of paperwork and found uh, all, these, all these guidebooks that they thought didn't exist because they, they moved, moved uh, towns. And... This is probably not making any sense, but it it's just fascinating as hell. And I've lost probably like 50, 100 hours reading about the history of role-playing games, and I'm only up to the 80s, and it's got more coming, and it's bloody great. I think that's the kind of thing that's it's, – it's if it interests you, it's a good use of your time. Uh, I, uh-huh. It's not exactly like you're going to end up less healthy because of it. So it – I. Some of the things I, when I get in the right mindset to do something, I find that really, really nice when I'm there reading about something and I read about it for hours or I play a game for hours. Because sometimes I really struggle to get into that mindset and I miss it. When I was, so like, when I was, say, like 13, 14, I thought when I grow up, I'm going to be playing video games all weekend when I grow up because I'm going to have all the stress <laughs> I'm going to be an adult, I can do what I want. And now I'm like, oh, I'd really like to, but I'd also like to do lots of other things. And also when I do start playing something, I just get about half an hour in before I'm bored. So I, like if, if you find, like it, most of that is just because you change, you become interested in different things. But if you found something that's that interesting to you, then you should definitely keep on going at it. And you've got, what, 40 more years to keep on going. So you're not going to run out anytime soon. <laughs> I may, may read up to the current day. No, but I think that's what's been interesting about this time that it has. I've noticed a couple of things is one, we've got like more time. Like I've, you know, I, I didn't really, um, I guess after reading this, this big magic book, it, it kind of, I always felt guilty about deep diving into something that's completely pointless, but it, it kind of, reading it gave me permission to like, oh no, that's, that's actually good because it'll actually lead to something, which it has, which I'll explain another time. But, um, and the other thing I've noticed, I'm not sure if it's, well, I guess it wouldn't be happening because you guys only had exercise one a day, but because we live right near the park here, man, like family, like even though we can still use our screens and stuff and you would have thought people get worse, like 
people are using the park like they've never before. We saw a, a, a couple set up a badminton set. I have not seen a badminton set in a park ever. People are kicking footies. Like parents are like playing with their kids. Like it's a different, it's bloody awesome. Like it's a great side effect. And I would have assumed that everyone would just be on their phones like inside all the time, but it's kind of completely done the opposite. What's happened here is that because people can't go can't go places, so they can't you know, go away for the weekend or anything, or they're not going to work, so everyone's long commute's being removed. Uh, and you told you allowed one bit of exercise. It seems everyone's going out for that one bit of exercise, and there is a lot of cyclists around today. I saw I couldn't yeah. go like two minutes this morning without seeing another cyclist go past. There were so many of them; it was absurd. And it's just been like that for ages. <laughs> Go out, cyclists and tractors. We ever heard a, uh, ever heard a cyclist say like, they're, they're obviously the regular cyclists, and they said, yeah, these COVID cyclists. There are. I saw one that had her seat too high, and she was the knees were up to her hips now, having a little giggle to themselves. And so I think they're a bit, bit annoyed with all the influx of people that uh, wouldn't normally do something. It's quite funny. Yeah, I've seen quite a few people cycling now, and you look at them going, you wouldn't normally be cycling. But it's good that they're out and doing something. You'd hope, you'd hope that they'd get better at it. Isn't it great? Exactly. It's, it's like I've had a, I had a friend recently just, um, he was texting me. He's just asking, like, I've just started running recently. I'm like, I need, you know, what kind of shoes do you use? So you have that. So it's, it's good to have, see people just trying out stuff out. And I've, I now try and very much stop myself when I see someone. So, for example, I see someone out running and I kind of go, oh, look at them. They're going slower than me. I just, which to be fair, it's quite hard to go slower than me. It means you're going quite slowly. But everyone goes at their own pace, and yeah, it takes takes effort and hard work to get better. So don't don't discourage people from trying it out. But also, it's funny. Like I'm able to laugh at myself when I do something stupid. Not at the time because at the time I'm very embarrassed. Mm-hmm. But it, it it it's a very fine line to walk where you should accept that people are allowed to do things just because you know that you, everyone has to start somewhere. But also because everyone, whenever they're starting out, they they might not know things and funny things happen. And that's the thing. We're like, whenever you try something new, you're at the bottom. Like you don't know Jack, and it it takes a level of balls just to get over that small hump for sure. A lot of people will only learn a couple of things and then they'll decide that's the things they do and they don't want to try anything else because they don't know it. But learning new things, mm. like when you start learning a new thing, you can tend to learn a, lo- a lot quickly because you have, you know, you're learning all these basic little things. You can get through them really quickly and then you get to that point where it starts to slow down. That bit at the beginning is great fun. So there's no reason to just not do it for more things. Is there anything, if you've had some time to think about it, is there anything that you've decided, oh, I would now like to try that, but you can't? Because you, because uh, it's, we all have to stay inside. But now that you've had had a chance to say, I could actually do anything. Uh, when I when I can do anything, I'm going to try it. Like, have you had any any thoughts of Ooh, something? something that I actually want to change when I get out of it? Um, I've been wanting to play cricket for a long time because I played a couple of games mm. when I was living in Perth and I was not very good. But I would love to get better at it. I guess, like, yeah, what's what's something that's like, oh, that hobby. Uh, now I come to think of it, I would like to try that hobby. I can't do it now, but uh, I might do well, it. Well, I mean, Dungeons and Dragons is something that I've started doing yeah. um, online. So now I've got time to do that. I've got in touch with one of my friends who I used to play Dark Heresy with, which is a, a Warhammer 40k. Like, it's, it's a Warhammer 40k game. Like, it's a role-playing game like Dungeons and Dragons. So I was playing that with him. Man, you should have told me the history lesson, not me going on about the 70s. You should be bloody talking That's about it. That's all I know. <laughs> Literally, I, did, I played that game and I was like, that was a good fun. But the reason I stopped playing was because I started getting busy. Um, so I just reached out to him the other day. I was like, hey, you know, are you playing any games at the moment? Because then that's the kind of thing I have got time for now. So I'll be started playing a bit of Dungeons mm-hmm. and Dragons. And, but I can't think of anything right now because the, there's two sides of it. One is that, I've got all this spare time. Maybe it's something I'd like to try new. But also, I'd really like to get back to the things I used to do. <laughs> all the uh-huh. things I had planned. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess maybe more cycling would be something I'd be interested in. I've, we've been meaning to try and get into triathlons a little bit. A little bit. Trying to get... I want... It's not... It's less my thing, but the idea of triathlons interests us. So um, that's more probably something we'll be... That's like a road bike. Yeah, road cycling a bit more seriously as opposed to what I've done already, which is basically just cycling around and... Uh, mountain biking was great. Oh, I'd love to go mountain biking. Like I got a whole mountain bike and then I used it only a couple of times because uh, winter happened and then lockdown happened. What about yourself? Have you uh, had any plans for things that you would like to do once you get outside? Like when I saw the, uh, I saw the people playing Betty 
And then I remember, like, at first I laughed and then I thought, shit, I used to love playing badminton yeah. at school. <laughs> like, it's really fun. And you can just go to, like, the community, like, the the um the basketball stadium and hire a court and play. I think I want to try. And it, was, it, it, it took me this long to realize just because I saw someone else do it. And the same, like you said, with the, with the mountain biking, like, you know, the same, got a kit and usually just wait waited for people to to invite you to go on the trails or something. But, man, I could just put it in the car and go myself, and I've never done it. But that would be also fun. This is how I got into climbing was because someone at work, we were talking about something similar, and someone at work asked me, oh, do you know anywhere nearby that you can go climbing? And I was like, oh, let's have a look. Oh, look, you can go here. And that's when I had the light bulb moment of, I can just go there. So I started going. <laughs> yeah, I can do it too. And now look what's going on. And like, same thing with like running. You're just like, oh, but yeah, it'd be nice to go running. And then you just wait, hang on, I can go running. Let's just go running. Mountain biking would be the same. Wait a minute, I have two legs. Yeah. Jesus. That's thing. Like, so for you, it might be badminton, but I would love to go back and start playing squash again because playing squash, uh, squash is great fun, but I haven't, uh, the person I used to play with lives in Cornwall. I don't live in Cornwall, so I stopped playing. So yeah. it's a, some of these things tend to turn into, I did that thing with that person. And then when you're not you know, living near that person, then it kind of limits you a little bit. Yeah. If you had a partner in crime and then the partner's gone. Yeah. So it's, it's a shame. But then I kind of think, well, maybe that's an excuse to when I next, you know, next time I'm down in Cornwall for a while to see if, see if he's busy and wants to go play squash or, and or golf. So he's supposed to play pitch and putt. And playing golf is fun. I like it, but I haven't got anyone to play golf with. Yeah, same. Like golf. That'd be great. <laughs> But I bet the golf courses here, because they're open now, they're, man, they're full. Yep. Like, all of a sudden, everyone's like, golf sounds good. I think I like that. I'll play. Maybe I can go out and do that. Yeah, I'll do that. But we're worried about, um, so the, one of the reasons that the lockdown happened here, uh, amongst many things, mainly the people dying, but one of the reasons that it had to be like, oi, go home, is the weekend before it happened, I believe, was the busiest weekend on Snowden ever, because ev- suddenly everyone, like... Uh, all the events can cancel and everyone's got spare time and they're worried that, oh, we're going to get shut in soon so we have to go out. So they all go out and it just ruins it. Um, mm. So all the national parks here are going to just not be worth visiting for a while because once once we're allowed <laughs> to go to them, everyone's going to go to them. And then... Yeah. Oh, that's- I often think that about traveling as well. Like once once international borders are open, who knows when that'll happen, um, Every, the, the people that were itching to go are going to go. It's just going to be packed for ages until it settles down again. Like people just go crazy. We've got um, a dilemma at the moment in that. So I was entered into the Stockholm Marathon this year. Um, the idea being we'd go over to Sweden and be fine. Uh, that got postponed to, I think it's been postponed to September, but we got an email this week saying, oh, by the way, we kind of realized that for anyone who's you know having to do international travel or something, you might not be able to come to that one. So would you like to defer to next year? And now we're wondering, should we? Because are we go- we'd like to do it in September if we can, but are we going to be actually able to go there? It's a weird time. And yeah, when once we're able to go out, we'll, yeah, we'll be going out, but we'll be working very hard to try and work, find places where other people won't be, which means you go to the less popular places. But sometimes that's not so hard. Like if you're going to mm-hmm. a mountain range, try going to the second tallest mountain and suddenly it's not, oh, it doesn't work in the <laughs> district. But some places you go, like, go, oh, there's this really famous mountain. You go, yeah, climb the one next to it. See how quiet it is there. Yeah, it's like when we're trying to find like today or we're trying to find a park to like sit down, have a coffee. And you're like, well, we could go to the place that we know, but that's where everyone knows. <laughs> so we'll just drive around the corner <laughs> and there's an empty spot. I've been loving that, man, because I only recently signed up to the the digital version of our library and just had more reason to look at it now. And um, it's pretty cool. Like it's, they purchase, I guess, a certain amount of, like if there's a book that you like, there might be say five copies of it. And that means five different people can rent this digital thing. Technically unlimited people could rent the digital thing, but this is just the system that's in place. And those five people have it for two weeks or whatever. And if they extend it, they get longer. But if not, it comes back. But there's a hold system. So if you want it, it says like, hey, this is roughly due in four weeks. Like by the time the five people, the five books have cycled through the whole list, on average, you'll get it in five weeks. So you click it and then maybe three weeks, maybe six weeks, who knows, depending on how long they held on to it, you get uh, to request it and uh, have your little time then. I don't know. It's pretty interesting that they're treating the digital content essentially like it is a physical piece of content and just... uh, but it's cool. Like, yeah, so I've, I've got a few lined up, a few holds lined up and every few weeks uh, a new book will come on that I've been keen to read and 
it's pretty um I don't know if anyone is able to sign up to their library still or yeah, even after this all happens it's a it's a cool thing I like it uh yeah I think it's interesting that they've now started it's, it seems like a weird that it's taken this long for them to catch up and start saying well look we don't need to actually have a physical copy of this book but we can still treat it the same way have some kind of limited copies have more under a limited license. And then that means you get the both best of both worlds where it's really easy to move it around and it's really accessible, but also <laughs> we don't have to go through the whole, oh, the author's not getting paid or something. Like it's once Yeah, they get they get their, their cut, which is great. Yeah, and that means that libraries can actually still exist, although a bit online. But the li- libraries are really important places just because it's important to have that access to things like that, which non- uh, a lot of people wouldn't have access to otherwise. Because if I want to go and get a book on something really obscure and I don't want to give to go like some some textbooks especially some of the rare ones are really expensive because they're rare um, and I don't want to have to buy that myself so it's, it's good it's, mm-hmm. it's good to hear that that's the kind of thing that's happening now and hopefully it'll get more and more uh, it'll get more and more widespread as time goes on so that we can actually that can become the norm yeah that man that was a very interesting episode of by this guy called Seth Godin I'm not sure if you heard of him but uh, he did one about libraries not too long ago and it was it was that exact thing how like uh, they need to still exist even though it's going to change the way they've always changed how they've been like uh, back in the day you're saying like how books would only exist because um, if you want a copy of a book a monk would be there and it would literally rewrite the book um, to have another copy and. The parts of history they are exclusive only to wealthy people and parts of history they existed because the books were expensive to make but then anyone could could read them because they shared the ownership of them and they were like basically chained to the to the cupboard but yeah, it's very uh i i mean i grew up in uh in the town i grew up in they our library was across the road from us which would make you think that I would hand books back on time, but I never did. I was the worst at handing books back. But it was pretty cool, like pre-internet, to have a building full of books on anything you can think of. And if they didn't have it, there's a system where they can order it in from another town. Like I really enjoyed having a library there like that. I loved it. So we should probably wrap things up. Yeah, uh, what should they do, Copes? What they should do is they should join the Facebook group. We told you about it. Now you know about it. Come join it. We're there. We'd love to see you there. Say hi. Like, we're there. Imagine how much awesome it would be if you're there as well. Like, if you were there and we weren't there, or we were there and you weren't there, the combination would never happen. But if we're both there, that's the only time when we can both be there. And that's when the magic happens. I think I followed that. Yes. Yeah. So they pretty much, if you're listening, is you have to sign up. Like it's the only reality where it can exist, where you're there. Have you got a quote? I've got a quote. I have got a quote. So the quote this week is from H. Jackson Brown. Don't say you don't have enough time. You have exactly the same number of hours in the day that were given to Helen Keller, Pasteur, Michelangelo, Mother Teresa, Leonardo da Vinci, Thomas Jefferson, and Albert Einstein. So all that stuff we said earlier about not having enough time and now you've got in lockdown, just remember that you've still got the same amount of time you had before. You just have to find something to do with it. And then there's those memes where it's like, he invented calculus, what have you done? Oh yeah. Or like, hey, if you want to like read about the history in the 1970s of role-playing games, it's a pretty cool way to spend your time too. So do something productive, do something unproductive. <laughs> Up to you. I mean, what, as long as you feel that you're getting something out of it, then it sounds productive. That's a wrap. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, you can get more information on the show from www.puppiesandwatermelon.com or the Facebook group. Go to the Woofworth Yum Yum Club. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> I just like you saying that. <laughs> And we got some uh, people that said some nice words and we're going to uh, play them after the end of this episode and we would like to do it more often. A, because nice words are great to hear and B, because we want to hear your voice and it seems like a cool opportunity to do it. So if you're on the group, uh, send us a message with a voicemail and we'll... um, We'll pop it on the end, just like these ones. Yep, just send us a send us a voicemail on Facebook, and we'll play it on the later show. Alright, it's been a good one, guys. Cool. Catch you around.
up? This is the voicemail. Leave a message after the beep. Hi, Andrew. It's uh, Felix. Um, just want to say congratulations on making the uh, 50 episode mark with Puppies and Watermelon. I'm um, really enjoying the podcast. Um, it was really interesting learning about your um, your your walking and your hiking and and your cycling efforts and uh, and the van and that's coming along. Um, you know, you know, frisbee is not really happening right now with all the COVID stuff, and it's good to have someone to chat with and all that. Um, good to listen to the podcast. Break, it's a nice break between uh, some of the the more serious podcasts that I listen to. Um, all right, well, take care, all the best. I hope um, hope you and your family are all safe. And, um, yeah, anyway, uh, I don't know, hope to hear you in my ears again soon and maybe we can, uh, uh, you know, chat over social media and um, part of that what's a Wolf Wolf Yum Yum Club. Yeah, all right, good luck with everything. Take it easy. All right, cheers, man. How are you doing, chap? In the spare time of isolation, you enjoying yourself, yourself, lad? You've been making the old tunes. Oh, I've got a bit of a tune for you, lad. It goes a bit like this. Mm. <coughs> 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 Morning coffee. <coughs>